Welcome everybody to the latest edition of Legends of Sports. This is your host, the OG Rob Silver. Today I'm joined by a longtime Houston fan, and I, uh, KP, you were raised and and grew up in Houston. Yes, sir. I grew up uh, right in the Third Ward area, right around U of H. Went to high school across the street from uh, U of H, and uh, I, I really, you know, I didn't start watching basketball really getting into it till probably like the early 80s but mm-hmm. in the 70s i knew about uh the rockets because they were the home team and they had moses so yeah. moses was the man in the late 70s for the rockets like everywhere it was about moses he was raw as hell you know he could barely talk you know on interviews and stuff but everybody loved him because he was a workhorse he dominated yeah. the boards you know? in houston in the late 70s there was two there was a uh, Three men that dominated Houston in the late 70s in the sports world. Uh, that was J.R. Richard. Yes, sir. Earl Campbell. Yes, sir. And Moses Malone. Moses Malone. Because by that time, George Foreman had already started his first retirement. So those were the three yeah. major stars, the big men in Houston. And today we're talking about a man that is on the short list of greatest athletes ever to play for a Houston professional team and a Houston college team. And that is the dream, Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, KP, first time you heard about Hakeem and your first thoughts when you first saw him as a Houston Cougar, the University of Houston. All right. Uh, When he first came to Houston, there was like a little buzz around, you know, I was young. I was young as hell, but I was like in middle school or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, you would hear about, you know, the Cougars. But before before Hakeem came, I got to say this. Before Hakeem came to U of H, it was a Rob Williams time. Now, I don't know if y'all know about who Rob Williams is. You from Houston, you know Rob Williams. But Rob Williams was, he was the Houston Cougars. Like, that's how we, they let me Let me, the let me, let me ask you a question, KP. Uh, Michael Young came before or after Hakeem? Came in 83. He graduated. He went to the high school I went to. Okay. He came in 83. Him, uh, Clyde came, I think, in 82. Mm -hmm. Clyde was there. And Larry Michaud came in 82. Okay. All right. So they all came around the same time. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Hakeem came in 80, though. So Hakeem was there. He registered his first year. His second year um, was when they um, had Ralph and they 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 beat the uh, beat the Lakers. Okay, so eighty eighty one he didn't play. He was redshirted, uh, so he started his collegiate career in the eighty one eighty two season. Right, right, right. He was he was uh, eighty one eighty two was when he was raw as hell. He was barely getting a little time, and it was Rob Clyde and Michelle. But it was a Rob Williams town. Like, everybody knew about Rob. It was all about Rob. One, because he had come from a Houston high school, and, you know, he was flashy, you know, between the legs. He had the jumper, all that. So he was, he was the guy. But Hakeem, was, he came on. He started coming on. So All right. Uh, so Hakeem's first year of eligibility, he, res- he registered his, his first 
official year of college. He didn't play. So his first official play. year playing, how far how far did they go? And what what was the result of that first season Hakeem, uh, with Hakeem at center? The first season was the year that they went to the Final Four and they played against uh, North Carolina. And that was the James Worthy, Sam Perkins. That was the James Worthy, Jimmy Sam Black, Perkins, and freshman Black, Michael Jordan team. Yeah, and Matt, uh, freshman Jordan and uh, Georgetown was in the Final Four too. And I was a Sleepy Floyd plan, fan too. And that was Eric, that was Eric Sleepy Floyd, the first right. star basketball player that John Thompson recruited to Georgetown. Every Patrick Ewing put Georgetown on the map, but Sleepy Floyd gave them relevance. And the reason, the way you, you kind of knew about these players was they had a magazine called Street and Smith. Because it wasn't no ESPN. It wasn't no, you only had like three or four channels in locally. Back, back. Like nobody uh, had cable. Back in the early 80s, we're talking the Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing days. NBC damn near had a monopoly on college basketball. This is before they lost the rights to CBS. And then right. when CBS got it, they had a monopoly for a while. Before ESPN got their foot in the door. Um, so if you weren't, because back in 80, 81, 82, 83, Georgetown and Houston weren't considered major nah, powers. They had to all. work, they had to work their way into that. Right. They were uh, still like on the Sundays, teams that you like, saw. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Kate. No, I was just gonna say on Sundays, like on NBC, the teams you would see as far as college basketball, they would be showing like Indiana, they would show Notre Dame a lot, they would show UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, they would show UCLA a lot. And um, they they these teams, Georgetown and U of H, they weren't they weren't considered like U of H had a little prominence because of Elvin Hayes. And they paid they played uh UCLA in the in the Astrodome. So people knew about U of H. Like they kind of knew about them, but they weren't a big time powerhouse though. They would it was Georgetown either. They came up out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you would see you would see, like you said, UCLA, Notre Dame, Indiana, North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina State. Yep. And yep. um basically that's it in the East. And Kentucky where I'm from. And they were so Kentucky. And Kentucky. And Kentucky. Yeah. I forget yeah. Kentucky was a national powerhouse still to this day. And yeah. Louisville. And Louisville, they got mm-hmm. they got pub too. We're gonna talk yeah, about Louisville. them later, but they but, got um, pub too. But as far as the uh, as as far as Houston and Georgetown, no. And it wasn't until the explosion of the Big East that yes. they started showing the Big East. Now, on the East Coast, I don't know if they showed this out in the West Coast or the South, but in the East Coast, we did get to see St. John's, Boston College, Georgetown. Because there was a regional game that Marv Albert used to announce called mm-hmm. ECAC Game of the Week. The ECAC, the ECAC was the ECAC was the precursor to the Big East. Big East. Right. You had a lot of teams that would leave the ECAC to form the Big the Big East, and that would be Providence, Boston College, St. John's, Georgetown. So we would see a game of of the week. With one of those teams, um, Villanova, right. you you would see Drexel, because uh, right. you, you, they would show a lot of games from the Palestra, but yeah, other you New York would get two games: the ECAC game of the week and whatever the national game involving the teams you mentioned, Indiana, UCLA, et cetera. Right, and and and, and the way it worked in Texas was 
we would get on Saturday at like noon, we would get the Southwest Conference game of the week. Okay, so, so that was your version of my ECAC game. Right, okay. right. So I saw, you know, I saw a lot of players in the Southwest Conference play. Like, uh, you know, Joe Klein was a big one that, that Akeem had a lot of problems with. So I, I got to see a lot, all those players, you know, in the Southwest Conference. Southwest we, Conference, you had Houston, right? You had uh, Texas. Houston, Rice, Te Texas A&M. Right. Texas, Arkansas, uh, Baylor, uh, SMU, TCU. Um, I think uh, that's probably it. a couple more, maybe one more. Yeah, that was uh, that was Texas Arkansas. Texas, yeah. That was Arkansas. All the big pre teams, big twelve teams that's in the Big Twelve now, and a bunch of those were in there. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember as Arkansas pre Norm Richardson, back then um, the biggest star had already left, and that was Sidney Moncrief. Before Sydney Moncrief, they had Alvin Robinson. Yeah, Alvin he, Robinson he came through. Because you you mentioned like the top defensive guards on one of your other podcasts, and I was like, he didn't even say Alvin Robinson. I should have like, mentioned Alvin. Alvin you know, Alvin, Alvin, <laughs> Alvin, and Michael Ray Richardson were probably the two best of the nineteen eighties. Michael would have been the best, but you know, he got the demons, the the, the, the cocaine. But yeah, I yeah. fail. I did. I did fail to mention Alvin Robinson, who was a beast on the defense. And beast. Alvin Robinson would be huge today because he'd be the only guy playing defense in the NBA. <laughs> right, right. He definitely would. That was his forte. It was he was a phenomenal, he, tremendous point guard, but defensively, he was the glove before the glove. The glove, absolutely. So, um, let's so like in in eighty, so, so that year they go to the final four, lose, come back, and that summer, summer when they changed it all, they used to go to this place called the. Uh, it was in downtown Houston. It was called the Fun Day Recreation Center. And a lot of NBA players would come there to play. And Akeem used to go down there and play. And that's where he started getting tutored by Moses. Every day he would go down there. You know, I'm, Moses, glad, you I'm glad you brought that up, KP. Because Moses helped teach Olajuwon. And then Olajuwon returned to favor years later, right? By helping yeah, I mean, to teach Yao, Yao Ming. So that was, good. you know, giving back to the organization. And Kobe, and he taught Kobe how, how to move his feet. And you you couldn't um ask for a better teacher with moving your feet than um the former soccer player Hakeem Olajuwon. Right, right. So that's the that's the summer he goes down, and then he he basically became a monster overnight. Like when he came back, I mean he's like blocking shots, rebounds. He had the jumper. He had the turnaround. You know, the team you saw with the Rockets, he almost was there, but he was still raw. You know, he was still raw as hell. Yeah, even, mile, even, mile even, even when they lost in 84 to Georgetown, um, Patrick was, was still better than Hakeem. He was raw. Thought, he was still yeah. raw. Because he was know, still, he was still raw. It wouldn't be. Yeah, he didn't start it, playing basketball until he got over here. Like, right. he, he, he was 17, played his first right? year. 17. His first year in, in mm. Africa. He played, and they won some kind of championship. And then he decided to come over here after high school, and he was play he was a soccer player before that. All he yeah, played was he played, soccer. Yeah. yeah, he was a soccer player. But that helped him on the basketball court, you know? So he was able to move around and his feet and stuff like that. So I, that I, thought, I thought Hakeem surpassed Patrick as early as the 86 finals. We'll get into that. But right. up until that point, Patrick was the better player. But when you... Yeah. When you see what Hakeem Olajuwon did against that Celtics 
legendary front line. He killed him. Killed yep. him. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yep. yep. So go ahead. Continue. So 82-83 was the season that uh, they they kind of all came together. They had, you know, as Clyde is there. They got uh, Mr. Mean, Me Shaw. They got, you know, Benny Anders comes in from Louisiana with the big Jerry curl. He's he's wild. He's a six-man off the bench. And that's when Five Slam and Jammer was born. Right. So that's well, Michael, really, Michael Young, too, right? Michael Young. Yeah, Michael Young. I can't forget Michael Young. Michael Young, the lefty. And um, that's when Five Slam and Jammer was born. Let me but, ask you a quick question. And then we, we uh-huh. won't stay too long on this, but what happened with Michael Young? Why didn't he make it in the NBA? Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Because when I saw him in college, he, he I thought he was, I thought he was a surefire uh, all star, and he did nothing in the NBA. I think, I think, you know, he got drafted by Boston. Yeah, and no I think that I, I, yeah. He wasn't getting no time. He just, he just didn't get the time to, you know, he's just there, just on the bench, and he never got a chance to get out there and mature because you know it was the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they had this shit cemented. But they, you know, they drafted him, but he didn't, he never got off the bench, you know, so. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, so like I said, you know, I watched all those games back then because I was more into college than pro before I got into pro basketball. I got you. Like, I, got you. Like, I didn't get into pro like until like, like around, you know, I saw Magic play and, um, you know, play Bird. I knew about that. I saw it, but I was still young. And I wasn't really, I was more into baseball than football. Like, like baseball was my thing. Like, I started going to Astros games, like, when I was, like, in 74, like, 75. My wow, he was, a, my, yeah, 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 he was a little Yeah, my grandpa used to take me, like, he'd take me, like, three or four times a week. Like, we'd sit in the bleachers for, like, like, I'm old. Like, we had tickets for, like, 50 cents. Like, by, the, by, 50. by the way, uh, R.I.P. Uh-huh. to Bob Watson, who passed early this Bob year. Watson, he belongs in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't know what the writers are smoking. That man revolutionized the sport as a general manager. He set the tone for the Yankees dynasty. And you got that bitch ass. Brian Cashman gets all the credit. Where he inherited a championship team from the legendary uh, Bob Bob Watson. And shout out to his son, who does a tremendous job as a writer and a a hip-hop producer. He's always on. He's K Dub on, on on Twitter. We talk oh, to really? him. All the time. Yep. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's his son. That's his son. Okay. Um, K Dub. You know, sure. always big big ups. He calls his father Big Bob. He's like, oh yeah, Big okay. Bob. Yeah. So shout out yeah. to him. Uh, Bob Watson, legendary figure, belongs in the Hall of Fame. And I'm gonna say that to the day day I die. He's the yep. first black general manager in New York. Under George Steinbrenner, what kind of pressure cooker is that? And he delivered. Go he ahead. delivered. Yeah. So yeah, I started going watching those games. You know, Sedano, J.R. Richard. I saw all them play, and then I saw like the big. You know what I loved about that Houston team, KP? Who's that? Who's that? They looked like your city. The team looked like your city, right? Because it was right. black and Puerto Rican and Dominican players. Right. Houston has right. a large Hispanic right population and yep. a huge black population. Absolutely. The Astros Absolutely. looked like your city. Right. Um, unlike today, where most baseball teams don't look like their city, and it's probably why MLP is sh- shitting the bed. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, right. yeah, that was my first taste of sports was baseball and then 
football. Like my mom had season tickets to the Oilers, so I was going to all the games. Like during the Earl Campbell time, I, I went to everything, like all that stuff. So um, I got into basketball around like really seriously. Started knowing and understanding and paying attention like around I'd say eighty one, eighty two. 83 that was like when i got into like pro basketball which is which is the, which is the perfect time because that's yeah. the descent of hakeem and right before he goes to the rockets so all right talk about what happened in the 82 83 uh so 82, 83, they, they you know they they they're uh running through the southwest conference the only thing the only problem they had was arkansas every time they played arkansas it was a close game because Joe Klein would give Hakeem fits. Like he would get he would get Hakeem in foul trouble every time. And it's funny so like, because um the NBA careers, Joe Klein wasn't a pimple on Hakeem's ass. <laughs> nah, he wasn't shit. Nah, he wasn't shit. And I, you know, and then so as I got older, I look back and I'm like, what the hell was Joe Klein giving Hakeem fits like this? Like this dude was fouling thing and following him out he had these little nifty moves around the basket you know that little bullshit yeah. but um they ended up going you know they that, 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 that 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 bill walton bullshit yeah right 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 <laughs> so they they flow through the southwest conference and then you know uh i think that year i think that was a year that they played they played auburn auburn came into hoffine's pavilion and that was a year barkley said he was gonna dark, dunk on Akeem. He was gonna dunk on the team, and like he, they interviewed him, and he said, "Yeah, I'm gonna dunk on the team or whatever." So the first time, I think the first four times he went to dunk the ball, the team had four blocks. But Barkley wasn't even, you know, his size wasn't even. He was too small, you know. He 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 was he was big around, but he was just like six five. You know yeah, he, and, so, and Hakeem was what six ten. Yeah, he's like six ten, and yeah. he could bounce like a pogo stick, like. You know, like Hakeem would, you know, jump and then jump right back up. That's how mm-hmm. he developed all those good fake moves and stuff because he could bounce up real quick. So people would think he without would without leaving his feet. Right, right. Yeah. And then he he would get up and they would think he's gonna dunk it or something. But he would, you know, do fake moves and all kind of stuff. That's how he really gained that stuff because he he's like a pogo stick. He's like that quick. So they go through the Southwest Conference and then they get to um get to the tournament. And I'm not sure what they were seated in the tournament. I can't remember. But I know they went through, that was the year they went through Memphis with Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I think he was on their team. But the big game was, you know, they weren't getting the pub, but everybody knew about Louisville. Like the McCray brothers, uh, Lancaster Gordon, you know, they would, they would, the high flyers in the e- in so-called East Coast. Well, uh, Scooter McCray had gotten into an uh, in, had gotten injured, and he right. was basically playing uh, with with intelligence. He wasn't ex- as explosive as he was coming right. out of Mount Vernon, because people right. forget you know, when the McCray brothers left Mount Vernon to come to Louisville, mm-hmm. it was Scooter that had. Scooter all was the man, right? He was the man. in Mount Vernon. He's a legend. Rodney was always the little brother. Well, right. in college, Scooter got hurt, and Rodney stepped up and became the man and had a solid career. Uh, wound up playing with the Rockets. Rockets, exactly. Mm-hmm. They had another guy named Charles Jones. I don't think you remember him. He, was uh, he was like a this guy might have left. Was 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 
Was Milt Wagner still on that team or he had left already? He might have been on the 80 cha- No, he was on the 80 championship with Dr. Duncan Stein. Yeah, he was with, 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 uh, with Daryl Griffin. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah he was. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, so they, they, that was like the big game that was coming up. You know, it was Louisville and Houston. Everybody wanted to see that because we had five slam jammer. They had the McCray brothers. And when it went down, happened. We had about 12 or 13 dunks in that game. Like, that was when they really showed out. Like, that was when they came of age. Like, everybody knew, like, this is a real team. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, then they go on to play North Carolina State. In one of the biggest upsets in NCAA history. <laughs> and you know what? Y'all should have won. won that game. I cried over sports. That was, that was I, a horrible. That game. Like, and you know what? Hakeem is to blame. He he should have grabbed that here. I, I, I got that. I got that. It, um, a lot of people in the city, they blamed him for not getting that rebound and not blocking out. Right. He had that a brain fart. Real... He had a brain fart. It happens. The year before, Fred Brown threw the ball to James Worthy instead of his teammate. Right. You have a brain right. fart. It just happens to happen. In the most crucial right. time of the game, but like, he had Weber, a like Weber, same thing. Weber, you know, yep. Weber was a yep. it's, it's per- the perfect, ex- perfect example. Yeah. And you know, Jimmy Valvano runs around the court, and North Carolina State wins their championship. And man, Houston went to three straight Final Fours and didn't win a title. Nah, that and that was like you know, they were known for like the city started becoming known for like get. Almost there, and then they can't win. Like the, you know, like the Oilers did with the Steelers. You know, they went to the AFC Championship, and they got there, but they couldn't get there. And when and when so, and when the Astros went to the playoffs in '80 and '81 and lost both, yeah, right. and then don't forget '86 right. against my Mets, and then and of then course, uh, yep. back backtracking real quick, uh, uh, the Rockets in '81. '81. Oh, they went against. Oh, man. The Celtics, yeah. I, I got to see. I, I was. I couldn't believe I got to see Tiny Archibald play. Like I, that, that was like Tiny, Tiny Archibald, and uh, that was when Moses and them went. Like and and, and, was, and you know what's crazy? That team had some great play. Calvin Murphy, uh, Moses Malone, yeah, uh, Calvin uh, Murphy, yeah. And they had a losing record that season, and they still made the NBA Finals. Their record was forty and forty-two, and they made the yep. NBA Finals. <laughs> yep, they were only um, time. In NBA history, a team with a losing record made the NBA Finals because they upset the world champion L.A. Lakers and Magic Johnson and Kareem in the first round. Right, right. That was that was um, that was when the the Rockets. That was when they first moved to the West too. In the seventy, yeah, they were they, were they were they were they were East Coast team. They, they were, were East which Coast I never team. understood. Nah, they got swept by the by the Celtics the year before. What I'm saying, it never made sense in the playoffs. I don't understand why the Dallas Cowboys are in the NFC East, and why the Houston Rockets used to be in the NBA Eastern Conference. It made no sense to me. Nah, it didn't. It didn't make sense. But then they they moved to the West that year, and then that was the year when they beat the Lakers. Yeah, they. I think they moved to the West because. uh, New Orleans had moved to Utah. Some shit. I don't know. Some shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Was, yeah. Uh, 
Buffalo moved to San Diego. Yeah, but Buffalo moved to San Diego. They were East Coast team moved to San. No, I think it was the New Orleans and Utah, like right after the Pete Maravich. Like when I remember oh. Pete Maravich, I remember him playing right. in New Orleans, and then I remember the the Jazz moved to Utah around that time, somewhere around that time. Or it, it was around that time. Days, it but. was around that time. Yeah. Right. So anyway, they they lose. Um, everybody's kind of blaming Akeem, but you can't blame Akeem because Akeem's the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you just got to sit on that. You just got to suck that up. Like, you got to take that loss. But um, this is, that was, uh, so that was when they had Alvin Franklin, too. He, I think he was a freshman there. He was a, another guy from Texas. He was a point guard. So he came in, and the next year was when he was really seasoned. And they, they that was the 83-84 season. And they got all the way back to the Final Four, and that was when they played Georgetown. They went up against Reggie Williams and the great Michael Graham. <laughs> Michael Graham, who, um, man, talk about another guy who went nowhere after he went had nowhere. a fall after he had a falling out with Thompson, John Thompson, in Georgetown. That was it for him. Um, very yeah, similar to a. Very similar to what would happen to Victor Page years later after AI left uh, Georgetown. Right. They they, be, they right. became um a forgotten former Georgetown stars. But uh, yeah, uh, Georgetown team was better, even though uh, yeah, they were better. Even Reggie though Reggie Williams was he was he was on it then. That was by the time by that time Reggie Williams was he was seasoned. He was good. Uh, and and you remember that you remember and you remember their point guard Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson. I like talk about hey, he was a good looking dude. So he's on the campus of Georgetown and he's right. probably getting as many women as he can because A, he's playing with Patrick. B, right. he's a great looking dude. And C, his name is Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Like little light skinned dude. He had a proper fade. Yeah, proper yeah, fade. yeah, yeah. He was a pretty he, boy. He looked he like yeah, he looked boy. like he was a prep, a preppy dude or something <laughs> like but, but he can hoop though, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he's a hooper though. So so they lost that, and then uh, off to the NBA for a team. He's he's gone. Now he he so, could have played uh, one more he, year, but he opted out. Yeah, yeah, he opted out, which he, was smart. You know why it was smart? Because he was going to be the first pick. Had he played a senior right. year, he would have been number two to Patrick. So he came out right. at the right time. That was strategic. Well done by Houston, who the year before had drafted Ralph Sampson. And now yep. they draft Hakeem Olajuwon. I right. know you take the best player on the on on the board, but all right. Hindsight being twenty twenty, Houston made the right choice because they won those two championships. All right, but you already yeah, they, have they, you already have Ralph Sampson. Could you have drafted Michael Jordan instead? But you had Drexler already too, so. So yeah, it's either they, you want two two guards or you want two centers. I don't know. No, no, no. The Rockets didn't have Drexler then. They didn't have Drexler then. They had only Ralph and when did Dre when did Drexler. Drexler when did Drexler leave uh University of Houston? He left he left the University of Houston a year before uh a year before King Oh no, I'm getting you know what Portland Portland could have drafted yeah, I'm getting I'm getting the T all right. Early signs of dementia. Yeah, All right. Important. So Houston had right. Samson ready, right? We so had, they had talking. So so you you had you had three choices. You had Akeem, what, Sam Bowie? Sam Bowie, Sam Bowie or and you Jordan. had Jordan. Yeah. 
You had Jordan. So you could have. This, this is gonna let this is gonna let y'all know. Okay, was the consensus number one pick? It wasn't. It wasn't no. We take Jordan. They knew Hakeem was gonna be the number saying, one pick. That's why what he what came I'm saying out. Is today in the NBA, they're not drafting a second center. They're gonna. Nah, if they, nah. you know, right. Back then, nah, it was we're getting nah. the best player available. That, that, like, that let y'all know how good Hakeem was. That just let everybody know. I never I never thought Bowie, uh, Sam Bowie was going to be a great player. I understand why Portland drafted Sam Bowie. Uh, he was good in college. I mean, yeah, and, but he, wa- he wasn't. He, had, he, he, had he wasn't Patrick. Too. He wasn't even Ralph nah. Sampson. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, he wasn't. He no. Wasn't. The big dogs at that time but, coming out of know, college were, were Ralph Sampson, Patrick Ewing, and Hakeem Olajuwon. It's the reason why they were the first pick all three years, right? Uh, right, I, right, right. Uh, so Houston, it was either going to be Hakeem or Jordan. You said they already had their minds made up it was going to be Hakeem. I think yeah, because he was he was from the city. Yeah, and he was a consensus pick. Like everybody, like people might think that that Jordan should have been the number one pick, but he shouldn't have. Like he was, he was Jordan. Ben Bias was the man in in, in ACC. Like y'all, no, but, mean, but Jordan had it. Jordan all day. But Jordan's last oh, year. He was a baller. He was a man. J- Jordan's but, last year at North Carolina. He won all, basically all the, all the award, the 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 wooden award, yeah. all those awards. Yeah. But Len Bias would have. I, I think if Len Bias would have lived, he would have outplayed. Because remember, like, Len Bias that. at that time was a sophomore. He, I mean, right. he was still he was killing them, but uh, he he didn't come out the draft and. You know, back then, they used to give the upperclassmen the awards over the lower class. Right, to, right. Today, you have a successional freshman year. You get the wooden award, and then you bounce. <laughs> right, right. But back then, they weren't giving freshmen and sophomore those awards. Nah, but if you if you was alive, was watching basketball <laughs> around that time when 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 Lynn Bias and Jordan, the big in the uh, ACC, you you would know Lynn Bias was the man. Like, yeah, this Len, dude was, like, built like a freaking, like, Adonis or something. Len Bias was built this like LeBron James. Jumper, he was built jumper. like LeBron James back in yep. 84, 85, 86. So, anyway, they, they go to the draft. They get a king. Uh, this is Bill Fitch. Bill Fitch is the coach now. He used to coach the Celtics. So, then they hired Bill Fitch. Um. And the first two in the first two years, they went from last place to first place. So they got now they they got Ralph Sampson, they got uh, Rodney McRae. They drafted. They got Rodney McRae. They got uh, I don't know if you know this name, Lou Lloyd. Lou Lloyd. They also had a goddamn. They, uh, they got Robert Reed. They got Robert Mr. Reed. Robert Mr. Reed. Wiggins too. They got uh, Wiggins pops. Uh, Andrew Wiggins pops, Mitchell Wiggins. He's Mitch, with the Mitch Wiggins, that's right. Mitch Wiggins. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they got Wiggins, they got Lloyd. Lou Lloyd was from Philly. He's a real dark skinned dude, ball head. He's like a street baller. Real quick, who le- was left from the 81 finals team that was on the 86 finals team? Anybody? Because uh, Calvin Murphy had already retired, right? Yeah, I think he was gone by then. Yeah. He was gone. Um, but Calvin Murphy, and I didn't mention Calvin Murphy at first, but that dude is a big, a big dude in Houston. Like he, I've been knowing about Calvin Murphy since I was a shorty. Like he, he used to be in parades and stuff because he's a baton twirler. 
A lot of people don't know that, but this dude is a baton twirler, and he had a group that they they played like drums, and they had Ah. baton twirlers, like, and they were called the Marching Thunder. They used to play at parades and play at different places and stuff like that. So everybody knew Calvin Murphy. He was the man, like, in Houston. Like, everybody knew him. Yeah, um, at it, it, it at uh, one point before Kermit Washington almost killed him, it was Rudy T and Calvin that yeah, that were that, that were the stars yeah. of that team. Rudy T was having a Hall of Fame career before, unfortunately, he was never the same physically. But he got into coaching and yeah, had a, had a Hall of Fame career as a coach anyway. Yeah, he's he's these are the first faces I remember like on the Rockets. It was Moses. It was Calvin Murphy. It was Rudy T and another dude named Mike Newland, and they had Alonzo Bradley. He yeah, I remember Mike, Mike Newland. He became a Nick later on. Yeah, I remember yeah, Mike. Mike Newland with the beard. They used to put mm-hmm. him on all the uh, all the media guides and everything. So you knew everybody knew his face. Like they didn't have Moses on the media guides and stuff like that. They had him on there, so everybody knew his face. But anyway, so um, so they got McCray. They got. Allen Level, he's point guard. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember him. I remember him, yep. Okay. And so they get to the playoffs. Brown. Uh, they got Stockton. Got Thurl Bailey. They got the great Adrian Dantley. A lot of people don't know about Adrian Dantley, but they would score on anybody. Oh. Nobody could stop Adrian Danley back in the day. Like in the, when he was on the Jazz, this dude could score. He was from the Lakers. Uh, he uh, he took over. It was Daryl Griffith's team when Adrian Danley went to Utah, and then it became Adrian Danley's team. Right. Even he when Carl Malone was there, Lakers. Adrian was still the go-to guy. Nobody could. You talking about mid-range game? Inside the arc, like around the free throw line, around the, inside the paint area, nobody could stop this dude. This dude was like six four, six five, or something. He he, he was uh, him and Alex English had similar games. They, and they these were like the top scorers in the league. Yeah, Alex like, English and Adrian Dantley. Yep. Stop these dudes! Like, <laughs> I remember, like he would be rubbing that ball at the free throw line, Dantley. Like this dude. Who goes to the free throw line like 20 times a game because nobody, everybody used to follow him. Like, <laughs> it was over. So, uh, yeah, so they lost, they lose, they lose, and uh, then they come to the uh, 85, 86 season. This is the year when they win a division and they get to the Western Conference Finals and then they play against the Lakers. And the Lakers got Magic, got Kareem. They're the got, defend, got, and, they the, and they're the defending world champions. Defending world champions. They got the usual suspects. But but the one thing about Hakeem is he used to dominate Kareem. Like a lot of people don't talk about it, but he did. Like, Look, that that, that was that that was that was a Houston thing because before Hakeem dominated Kareem, Moses dominated Kareem. Dominated Kareem. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, don't get it wrong now, Kareem is still my goat. He, oh, but, but, there, but there, but there are two centers that gave him hell. Well, three, because when he first came in the league, Wilt gave him hell. Will Chamberlain, Moses Malone, and Hakeem Olajuwon. He he was he he competed and dominated everybody else, but those right. three he didn't have an answer for. He didn't have an answer. I think Kareem. Was, I mean, uh, Hakeem was just too quick for him. He he just had too many moves. 
Um, so they they played. They had this is they still had Ralph. So Ralph and Akeem, they were the twin towers in, and um, they they lost the first game to the Lakers, and then they win. They swept them four in a row. And the, the last game was when Ralph hit that 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 circus shot. And they threw it in bounds, and he which, caught it, which, and put it, which, shot it right, right when he which, caught it. Which totally upset David Stern and CBS because they were expecting a third consecutive Lakers Celtics finals. Right, right, right. They didn't, they didn't like that at all. So, um, they go to the. Oh, I put like. Okay, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Akeem's last three games in that series, I just won. To say he he had 40 and 13, 35 and 12, and 30 and 13. Oh no, this was when Hakeem so took, he, he was. Um, <coughs> KP, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but this is when I felt that Hakeem surpassed Patrick Ewing as a better center was this finals, and where the Rockets were no longer Ralph Sampson's team, but Hakeem Olajuwon's team. Yeah, he he became he sort of became Team Olajuwon's team almost right after he got there. Because let me tell you, like Ralph Sampson, to the city, people used to call him soft. He would, you know, he would be hurt. They called, hurt they the called him soft. They no. called him soft in New York, too. It wasn't just Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they used to call him soft, you know, because he was hurt all the time. You know, he was still, Ralph was dominating in college. That's the thing. A lot of people don't know he was dominating in college. You know, yeah, but he got to the you, pros, you know, he got he got injured a lot. You know what upset me? He, he's in the NBA Hall of Fame. He's in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. I'm, no, mm-hmm. it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, I know they count your high school and college, but goddamn, could you do something in the NBA? <laughs> I, I, right. I don't agree with him right. being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and even in college, yeah, he put up great numbers, but he choked every fucking year. <laughs> yep. Can you hear me? I lost my connection. Can you hear me? All right, I can hear you now. Go ahead. What say what you were I'm saying? Sorry. Go ahead. No, go back uh, to what you were about to say about uh Ralph Sampson was soft. Oh yeah, he was soft, you know, and, and people in the city weren't weren't really behind him. I mean he you know, we, we had him, you know, but they knew we needed something else. So when the king came, it became a king's team because he was already, you know, they loved the king already. So everybody fell in love with a king, you know. And then he surpassed, you know, Ewing around that time. He started surpassing all these yeah. other yeah. guys. Yeah, and by the by the by the time that. the '86 Finals ended, because remember Moses was also uh, past his prime. Um, after the '86 season, in my opinion, Hakeem Olajuwon was the best center in the NBA at that point in time. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So they uh, beat the Lakers, and then they get to the finals against the great. Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. They get worked in the finals. But, you know, it was a good learning experience. Akeem was still getting his. 
and uh, you know, Bird was just Bird. You know, uh, talk about player. some uh, some of Hakeem's numbers in the '86 Finals. Did I put any of his numbers down? I don't think I put any of his numbers down. Because he, he was sensational in yeah, he, he, he was sensational He got his. Like he got he 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 definitely got his. It was just they didn't have the cast of characters. And Ralph wasn't, you know, like we said, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, they just they weren't ready yet. Ralph was a shooting guard in a center's body, right? Right, right. He was he was he was one of the ori- original big men that Try to dribble between his legs and all that crazy stuff. Yeah, and, and at seven foot four in nineteen eighty six, the coaches don't want that shit. Right? Nah, he he and he he was like yeah, like you said seven foot four, so he was really really tall. You know, it was just like it doesn't work. You know, even though he tried it, <laughs> he got away with it sometime. But um, so they lose that series and then go to. What, 86, 87? I'll just go through some of these years where they, they mm-hmm. made the playoffs. You know, they lost to Seattle and they played uh, Ellis, Chambers, Xavier McDaniel. Xavier McDaniels, yeah. <clears throat> they lost four to two. Uh, we go to 87, 88. Got Lloyd and Wiggins. They get banned for Coke. Mm-hmm. The third and fourth players to get banned for coke. The first two were Michael Ray Richardson and John John Drew. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I remember Michael Ray Richardson living because he was with the New Jersey Nets at the time, right. and they gave him the death penalty. And um, yeah, he never came back to the NBA. Nah, uh, it was funny. Uh, I mean, it's funny stories about like Michael Ray Richardson back then. Like you would hear, like he would show up to the game and play a game in Chuck's and Chuck Taylor's. Like he was cracked out, like really bad. It, it was it was powder. I think he was on. It wasn't crack then. No, it wasn't crack. He was a cocaine head. You know. <laughs> right. He was a cokehead. But um, yeah he he was he was he was one of the best players ever to me. Like that dude was that dude was. He played I for the because didn't he play for the Warriors? He played. Let for me the tell you something. Uh, he was traded for Bernard King. Right. Yeah. Another great player. Yeah. Who and scorer. you had one. You had both were cokeheads at the time, so I was trading my problem for your problem. But for your problem, yeah. Bernard turned his career around. Now Michael Ray had a resurgence when Larry Brown coached the Nets and played as well. He played so well, Magic Johnson was like, "This guy's on my level." But then Larry Brown bounced to go to Kansas, and. Nobody was watching Mike Ray Richardson. Mike Ray Richardson. See, when Larry Brown was the coach of of the Nets, he made it he made it his job. He made it his duty to always check on Michael Ray, keep him on a straight path. But once Larry Brown left, the the reins were off, and Michael got high almost immediately. Yeah, he was. You would hear stories about him, like just crazy stories, like. But he was he was a great player. I don't know, man. I can't believe that. that drugs has killed a lot of these players. Look, like I like I said on a recent podcast that you listened to, the two careers that had destroyed them, well, the three, Len Bias, because he never got Bias. Roy Tarpley and Mike Ray Richardson. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tarpley, uh, Lloyd Daniels. Uh, man, it was a lot of them. Yeah, but uh, at, at Tarpley was already an all-star in the NBA, and Mike Ray Richardson. Uh Daniels couldn't even couldn't even finish high school because he was smoking crack. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, uh, 
on the short list of greatest uh, high school players, uh, 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 street players to ever come out of New York City. Lloyd Daniels was so talented, KP, that past his prime, he made the NBA. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I mean, this guy, this is pre-internet, too. And these are people you heard about, like, I lived, like, Texas. I knew about guys like this because like, he, guys. because he was that special. That these guys yeah. were good. Yeah, like, you knew about guys back then in other other cities, like from magazines and stuff like that, because they were this good. Like I when I was when I was attending Loyola University in New Orleans between uh, in 1988-89, that was Chris Jackson. <laughs> that was Chris Jackson. Was Mahmoud Abdul Raouf's uh uh. Uh, later on, right? I was telling everybody in Loyola that year that uh, 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 we got a kid in New York that's better than Chris Jackson. Wait till you see him next year. He's going to Georgia Tech. I'm like, ah, oh, who? Kenny Anderson. Oh, I never heard of him. You know. And then a year later, I get a phone call from a because I was back in New York from a dude that that, that I knew in New Orleans, and he was like, uh, "Yo, Rob, you're right. Uh, fucking uh." Kenny Anderson's good. He's better than Chris Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we knew about Kenny Anderson too. Like you knew about these guys from like magazines and stuff. Like how, people. Well, you would, but you would, you would, you really would hear, you would hear about the Chicago and New York players more than other high schools. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You would hear about the Rod Stricklands and the the Dallas Comagees and the Mark Aguirre's, Isaiah before he went to you would hear about because of, because of the big markets uh magazines like the Street and Smith magazine yeah. they would have all these guys in there yeah. and you would see them and But they would, would they would focus on Chicago and New York not so yep. much Philadelphia or Boston but yep. New York and Chicago I guess cuz those were the two biggest markets at the time Yeah yeah probably so So um 87 88 they 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 bring in uh, I got some names for you. They bring in World Be Free. Yeah, he's he 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 checked out he, a long time ago. He's yeah. he's still shooting the ball, but he's not. He's but not he's Lloyd done. Free. He's not Lloyd he's Free. Done. No. Like when he was with the Sixers, he was no. he was he was Lloyd Free. When he was with the Sixers, he was an incredible six man. But by the time he got to Houston, he was just collecting a paycheck. Right, and there's uh, another one. So they bring in these these three: Purvis Short. Jay Barry Carroll. You know what was Purvis's nickname before he he was Nervous Purvis before Purvis Ellison. Right, right, <laughs> right. And they brought in Sleepy Floyd that year too. Well, Sleepy and... Floyd was still serviceable. I I love Sleepy. Oh yeah, that was my guy. That was my guy. Um, they lost to the Mavs that year in the first round. Uh, so we got Aguirre, Blackman, Perkins, Tarpley. And they lose to them Those in the first round. Dallas Maverick teams were some of the best teams that never won an NBA title because they couldn't get right. past the Lakers. You just right. mentioned their starting lineup. Point guard, Derek Harper. Harper. Uh, incredible defender yep. and a clutch shooter. Tremendous point guard. Two guard, Rolando Blackman, one of the most underrated players in the history of the NBA. Right. Was one Brandon of the State. two or three guys that gave Jordan fits. Yep. Uh, small forward, Mark Aguirre. Unstoppable Aguirre. down low. You Once he got down low, he's scoring, right? right. Uh, right. Chicago native, incredible college basketball player, DePaul. Power forward, great player. power forward before he got cracked out, Roy Tarpley. 
We just mentioned yep. it. And center. Senna, Smooth, Sam Perkins. So that's a that's a tough team to beat. Yeah, you weren't going to beat that team. Nah. Uh, I got a, like, um, I got a story about him. He, he, um, once he, this was his rookie year. But after his rookie, this, when they lost to, when the Rockets lost to them, that was his rookie year. He was, a, he was, he was the rookie of the year, wasn't he? Was Roy? No, I don't. I, what what year was this? 88, 87, 87, 88. Okay, 87, 88 was probably Mark Jackson's rookie of the year. That was okay. Mark Jackson. Yeah. But 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 Roy Tarpley was he was good his rookie year for the Mavericks. Oh, he was, like, he, he was, was he was great. He was great. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. But he got into drugs like really bad. His 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 career went down the drain, and they and what these guys would do these guys that were on hooked on drugs or whatever, the teams would send them to Houston to work out with John Lucas. Lucas because he had like, because John Lucas, who also had a huge drug problem, he became he became a drug counselor. He became a drug counselor, but John Lucas was out there so bad that they used to find him in the park in Houston, like with like seven pairs of socks on. God damn! And a, and, a, and a, like like some shorts on and no. But shirt. he did he, he did turn his life too. around. He, because he, because he, he was my my Sixers head coach for a little while. Life around, he was still playing. Like he played on some teams with a king. Like he was out there. He played a couple a couple of years, like a year or two. I think he came out there, like early in the eighties. Um, so these guys used to come down to Houston to the rehab. It was sort of a rehab, but they were working out with John Lucas because he 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 had his own like rehab type deal. So. We used to, I knew a lot of like, and this was the crack era. Like, this was like, everybody was selling look, crack. Look, we talking anytime between 85 and 95, that's crack, right? This was, I mean, this was like the deep part. Like, you know, you got all the drug dealers and everything. So, um, I knew some, you know, I knew people that sold drugs or whatever. I knew a lot of people. We used to go to clubs and stuff, and a lot of them used to mention like a lot of these players. Like they would be like, "Yeah, such and such this, such and such that," and I was like, "What?" So we used to go to this club, and a lot of people from Houston probably know about it. It's called Jamaica, Jamaica, and we would see Roy Tarpley and Jay Edwards. Jay Edwards used to play for Indiana. He was a, right, right, a guard. I think he his freshman year he was really good. Was he was he on the team with Isaiah? Was after Isaiah. He was. This okay. was in the eighty. This is like okay. eighty seven. Like okay. this is like okay. in the eight, eighty six. Oh, yeah, because Isaiah won the title in eighty one. Yeah, this is like around the time when they used to have ESPN Big Monday and stuff. Like okay. he used to be on there a lot. So he. Oh, was, he uh, might have been. He might. He might have been on the eighty seven championship team. Like around, he. I don't know if he was on the championship team because I don't know if he ever played a full season. I don't know. Right. I'd have to look him up. About the season when they when they went when they played when against they Smart and them. when they beat Syracuse yeah, yeah when keep, they played against Smart, Smart and all them yeah. yeah yeah okay but um so they would be in the rehab down there but we used to see them in the clubs every night buying coke like it was crazy like Tarpley and, and him and Tarpley used to wear these Devo glasses you know those wraparound glasses yep, that, yep, that yep, Devo yep, used to wear in the video yeah, yeah, these fools yeah. would be in the club with those glasses on spaced out. Like we would walk in and see this dude like every week. Like we'd be like, "They go Tarpley again," and like, you couldn't and you couldn't miss them because they're taller than everybody they else. They taller in the club. than everybody in the, in the club. <laughs> and these dudes in there spaced out, you know. And they supposed to be down in the rehab. This is when everybody 
And everybody like on ESPN and all these, you know, they thinking that these guys are in the rehab, like they are like they're down in Houston in rehab. And we we knew they was getting high every day. Like it was crazy. Like that crack shit was crazy as hell. That was the craziest time ever. But anyway, so go to 88, 89, and then they hire uh hired Don Chaney. Um, he's the coach. Uh, he used to. I think he played for the uh, for the uh, the Cougars, Houston Cougars. So he's like a Houston. And, uh, he won coach of the year with the Rockets. He won coach of the year with the Rockets. He got a coach of the year. Yeah, he got a coach of the year. Yeah. They bring. They brought in also. They they bring in Walter Berry. They drafted Derek Chivas. And this is yeah. when they started kind of building the the uh, the the building blocks to the championship because they brought in Otis Thorpe. This was his. Oh no, year. they they didn't. Kenny Smith was with Sacramento at the time. He, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't there yeah, yet. They yeah, didn't, yeah. He wasn't there yet. So they, they, uh, and you know Walter Berry. I, I heard the other podcast where the guy was talking about Walter Berry. He was one of my favorite players too, but he was just too small. I think Walter Berry was too small for small, too small for power forward, and too slow for small forward. Right. He was. He right. was an in between. And that's right. not going to work at, at in the NBA. You got to be able to play either position. And right. um, in college, another one, one of the greatest high school players in history in New York. He dominated high school basketball right. in right. New York. Right. Right. Then yeah, this, um, guy, this guy. Then, this guy and at St. John's, he was right. the you know they you know Mullen gets all the Mullen gets all the rep all the credit credit because of his skin color. And Mullen was a bad boy, Hall of Famer. I'm not he, he deserves to be in Hall of Fame, part of the dream team. But the man at St. John's was Walter Berry. It wasn't Chris Mullen and it wasn't Mark Jackson. It was Walter nah. Berry. They don't go to the final four in eighty five if Walter Berry's Walter not Berry. on that team. Nah, and by the don't. way, Lou Conaseca uh did some Sweaters. tricks to there's some tricks to get to Walter Berry in there because Walter Berry had a GED and St. John's at the time did not allow GED students to get no, he his went, he came to he, he came to Texas. He played at uh, San Jacinto Junior College. Yeah, because he came, he came to they tried they tried to put him in his freshman year and the NCAA said uh, the cried foul. Nah, and the nah. St. John's admission was like, all right, we're going to have to send him somewhere right. for a year. And that's when yeah. he went to that's he when he went to Texas. Texas. Yeah. And Jack, that's a, yeah. that's a, uh, a little junior college right outside of Houston. A lot of players come down there to get their game right, and then they go to a big school. They used to do that a lot down there. So he uh, was already he was already going to St. John's. He just had to get that junior college. Well, he had to get he he had to yeah. get his grade. You know his stuff. Yeah, well, his, well, his they weren't they weren't giving scholarships to to GED uh, guys with a GED diploma. You had to have a junior college experience. That's why he right. went to Texas. Yeah, so he came. I don't down know there. why the fuck he went so far. They could have had him in a junior college in New York because because San Jack was like a place where, I, like I said, a lot of these guys went. It was a known junior college. Oh, and so and they and they were playing. They were like okay. number one in the country. Like okay, every year so that makes because sense. they because all these players would come there to get their game right because I, I, I probably the coach or something, and and he came for his you know get his grades or would get himself so he can get into you know St. John's, but. Some other players came there, you know, to get their games right or whatever, and they would go to a big college. Yeah, like, Walter Berry's game was already college ready. He just right, he was ready. Yeah, he was yeah. ready. Yeah, he yeah he his game was tight. Yeah. Um. So this year, this is the year they go lose in the first round to the Sonics with uh, Ellis again and McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel, Sedale three, and now they got Nate McMillan, and he's out there. He's balling. 
So um, they lost then. Uh, 89-90, they lost to the Lakers in the playoffs, 3-1. to one. And then 90-91 was the year when they really started building. Like, they brought in Vernon Maxwell and Kenny Smith. And uh, Thorpe was still there. Sleepy Floyd's still there. But they get swept by the Lakers in the, in the, in the first round of the playoffs. But when they brought in Vernon Maxwell, like a game changer. Like, you know, it, he was like the we don't take no shit type dude, you know, on the court. Like, he got caught up for Coke, too. Um, in college, didn't he get caught up for Coke? Like he, got, he, got, he, got, he got caught up with a few ticks. <laughs> Vernon. Vernon. Yeah, man, it, it was the M and M boys in, at Florida. Him and Moten, Mac, Mo, yeah. Maxwell and Moten. It's a reason they call him Mad Max. <laughs> and this dude, this dude used to get in fights in clubs. All the drug dealers too. Like he was, he was big time. Everybody knew him. He had a flashy car, you know, all that stuff. Like everybody knew this guy. Um. So then they go to ninety one, ninety two, and this is when everybody started. Uh, Getting on John, you know, John Chaney, you know, like they got a team now. They got some players. They bring now, uh, now, KP, quick question. Around this time, there was rumblings that Hakeem Olajuwon wanted to get traded because he was tired of getting bumped in the first round. And right. And, and you, you know, he's this is eighth year in the league. He's got one finals and right. he's playing his ass off night in and night out, but he's not getting. He's not even getting Patrick Ewing type help. And Patrick Ewing was doing what Aki was doing, carrying a Nick team. Uh he there was he wanted to he wanted to trade, right? He demanded a trade. He did want to be traded, but then people started pointing fingers at Cheney. So they were like, We're not getting rid of King, we're getting rid of Cheney. And they convinced the King that Cheney was the problem. Okay. That's when they brought in the next year, that's when they brought in Rudy T. Now also Around this time, there was, they were questioning, oh, well, you know, um, he slows down during Ramadan. But when you look at his numbers during Ramadan, they were consistent Amazing. with his, they were consistent with his regular numbers. The media yeah. would just make up any type of shit, man. <laughs> nah, he, he, during Ramadan was when he played some of his best basketball. Yeah. Because he said that um, it's like you have to overcome something, you know, to get something. So, he would fast during the day on game day, you know, when it's game game time, it's on, you know. So and you know what? If he's playing, let me see. This would be the NBA is mostly played during the winter and spring, right? So yeah, yeah the um, Ramadan it usually falls in, around the playoff time, like in the end of the spring time. Yeah, yeah. And so if he if if um at that time it's still getting it's still getting dark, like around seven o'clock. He could have right. a quick pregame snack or meal before the game starts. Right. And yeah. then he would get out there and snack and have a meal. <laughs> like, <I> mean, like, <laughs> yeah, don't believe the rumors that the media tried. Oh, it's Robert Downs affecting this play. No, it didn't. Um, he had incredible numbers during Ramadan. And, you know, if you look at other Muslim athletes, uh, Muhammad Ali, Ramadan never affected him. All <laughs> right. So right. there you go. Absolutely. Um, this year they had they brought in Carl Herrera too. He was a good player. He was from Venezuela. I loved. I loved what uh, uh, for many years people considered he was the 
ugliest player in the history of the NBA for many, <laughs> many years. Oh. Well, look. I, I think uh, I think that award <laughs> was taken by what was that guy? He did a movie with with Billy Crystal, George Murasan. What was that guy's name? Murasan, <laughs> a big big tall dude. Yes. He's like seven foot six. Yeah, he was seven he foot does. six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he took that award from Carl Herrera. But Carl Herrera, God Lord, Carl yeah, they had, they had Avery Johnson too. Yeah, though. they he, had Avery Johnson before he went to <laughs> before he went to San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> A quick thing about Avery Johnson, I saw him play in college. Now you mentioned you went to you went to Loyola, right? Yeah, I went I went to Xavier. Uh, uh, I I, uh, I knew I knew uh, quite a few girls at, at at Xavier, but I hung out more at Dillard. Uh, I was I hung out at Dillard, I, yeah. Xavier, Tulane, all of them. I I was there, and then uh, I, Tulane I was back. in my Tulane was in the backyard at Loyola. Yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah. used to walk over there. Like we yeah. used to walk walk over there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But Avery, uh, when I came back to um, back to Houston, I left New Orleans and came back to Houston, and I went. To, I started going to Texas Southern, and Avery was playing for Southern then. And Avery was one of the baddest players you ever seen on a basketball court in college. Like this dude was running circles around these dudes in the swag. And you talk about you talk about Southern from Baton Rouge, Southern University. Southern from Baton Rouge. Avery went yeah. to Southern, but they had another dude that he he didn't even make the NBA. He was better than Avery. This dude named Carlos Sample. You may have to look him up. I don't know, but he. I know. It's the like, first time here. Now I remember Avery in college because when I was going when I was going uh when I was living in in New Orleans, they talked about him. And then early on, when he was with the Rockets, I was like, oh yeah, that's the kid from Southern. But no, never heard of the, uh, of the other guy. The other guy was like, he was like his backcourt mate. But this dude was scoring like 38, 40 a game. These dudes were killing, like, because it was the swag. You know what I'm saying? And they, they were, like, Avery. Yeah, they, they were, the, 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 because uh, Grambling wasn't that good. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Nah, nah you had, like, Southern, you had Grambling. Texas Southern had um, had uh, this dude named, jeez, um, I can't remember his name. His name was Fred West. And they 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 were really good at one point. Where, where, where what 80. city what city was Texas Southern in? It's in Houston. It's right. It's, oh, okay. All right. So you went right back home to school. U of H. You like, went back. They to... all in Third Ward. Like it's in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like U of H is in the hood. It's right in the middle of the hood. You know what I'm saying? So all these schools are like interesting. But you got you got a lot of schools in the hood. USC is in Compton. Oh no, it's in it's in LA. I'm right down the street from USC. Right is in USC in Compton? What school nah, is near nah, Compton? South LA. South LA. What's what what's what school they said was near Compton? It wasn't USC. It, you got Compton College. You got Long, uh, Long Beach. Is no, but I'm talking about I'm talking about one of the big universities. I always thought, look, you in LA, you would know better than me. But nah. uh, USC was is UCLA near Compton? Nah, USC is in Westwood. It's out by by Beverly Hills. It's out on the other side of Beverly Hills. You mean UCLA? UCLA. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, USC is in the hood though. It's mm. it's in the hood. Yeah. Macbeth. Um. All right. So yeah. So I, I saw Avery play. I watched him play. He, he was great. You know, in college. Um. Back to the Rockets, though. Hire Rudy T. They bring in Ori. They bring in Terry Teagles and Scott Brooks, who was people think Scott Brooks is like a lame, but dude was coming off the bench doing some stuff like for the Rockets. He got a ring. He he was pretty good coming off the bench. Um, they got to the playoffs. They won the uh, 
get to the playoffs and they beat the Clippers in the first round. And that Clipper team had some players. They had Danny Manning, Harper, Mark Jackson, Ken Norman, Jerry, uh, Gary Grant, Kiki Vanderwey. Yeah, they had they they uh you talk about the ninety two ninety three playoffs. Yeah, 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 ninety two ninety three. And Larry um, Brown was the head coach. Larry Brown was the head coach. This is this is when I moved to L.A. So I moved to L.A. in ninety two. Um, I'm 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 in L.A. now. So I'm in. I'm a Rockets fan, but I'm in Laker country. Like all my friends are Laker fans. You moved, you moved before or after the riots? I moved after the riots. Like like the riots happened in like April 30th. Somewhere. Uh, yeah, right April around 30th, May, April, May, all that yeah, when it was yeah. really locked down and stuff. Right, yeah. And I came like in that summer. Okay. I came right. in the summer, like around August or something like that. Everything was still like boarded up. It was still like all messed up when I got here. Um so they they lose. They, I mean, they win that that series, and then they go play Seattle again. Uh, Kemp, Perkins, GP, McKee, Ricky Pierce, Nate McMillan, that whole cast. Was uh, Detlef Shrimp on that team too? No, Aaron McKee was uh, still on that team. Nah, Aaron, they had trade. Yeah. They had traded uh, McKee for him yet. You're right. Yeah. Nah, no, nah, yeah. they didn't have Detlef then. Yeah. Um, so that was when the team really knew that they had something like when they lost to Seattle, they, they, they were like, we got something here. You know, we, so the next year was 93, 94. This is when they drafted Cassell. They brought in the great Mario Ellie. <laughs> well, I love that. Um, Mario Ellie in the 95 playoffs. There's no second championship without Mario Ellie's. Clutch shooting in the ninety five play. Kiss of death, baby. Uh, Mario, Mario <laughs> Ellie was unconscious yeah. in the ninety five playoffs. I mean, God Lord. I mean, and, and, and it was the same. And, and KP was the same shot in the corner. <laughs> He's from New York, though, right? Yeah, New Haitian brother. Haitian brother. Yeah. He, him, and and Vernon Maxwell, with those two on the team, like they were like Hakeem's protectors because you know before that. You know, people were roughing up Hakeem. Hakeem was so nice. He never, you know, he never, you know, he wasn't a fighter. He wasn't like he would just get up. Uh, and, he was, he was, your, he was your typical, soft-spoken, devout, right. devout, the devout, uh, Muslim, Muslim, Muslim brother. Right. You, whenever you right. saw Hakeem on an interview or whenever you, he absolutely adored Patrick Ewing. He oh, yeah, can't yeah. talk. He can't talk enough about guy. Patrick Ewing. He yeah. loved Patrick. Um, I remember doing the 94 finals, the New York media, and I mentioned this on the Patrick Ewan podcast. You know, I'm a New Yorker, right? Not a Nick fan, but I love Patrick Ewan because he gave a thousand percent every night. And he had team he, he didn't have anybody on his level playing with the with the Knicks. He, you know, Jordan had Pippen, uh Hakeem later would have Drexler. Patrick had none of that. And yet right. year in and year out, he gave his all. And right. the New York media, especially those racist ass Mike and the Mad Dog clowns, right. told, oh, he's not clutch. Uh, 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 uh. You can't count on him. But yeah. if you talk to the other centers in the NBA, David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, they, they, no- they had nothing but love and the utmost respect for Patrick Ewing in his game. 
and talked about how great he was. And Hakeem, during the 94 finals, didn't understand. He's reading the newspapers in New York during the finals, and he's shocked at what he's reading. He's like, what? They say, right. what about this guy? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was his guy. Like, he, 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 he always talked about Ewing as being his favorite player. Yeah, right? he, so. he loved it. And, and it was his battles with Patrick in college and early on in his NBA career that helped make him a better player because it motivated him to be right. a better player. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, this is when they, 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 like I said, they drafted Sam Cassell, who was a big addition to the team. Um, he came from, I think, Florida State or somewhere. Oh, and, State. He played at yeah, Florida State. Florida State. So they Because he played with Charlie Ward. They went to the Elite Eight that year with Charlie Ward and Sam Cassell. Right, right, right. Um, so, like I said, I'm I'm in LA now, and I'm immersed like in Laker fans. Like, I, I all my friends are Laker fans. Like, wherever I go, you know, it's like this Lakers, was Lakers. this was during a dark time in Laker history. Yeah, this is this is they weren't they weren't they weren't doing too well. But, this is you know, post Magic and pre Kobe, right? So, um. Like I had some friends, we used to play dominoes every day. Like we would play dominoes like every day, drink you know, drink beer and all that. So I remember at the beginning of this season, they asked me like, "Who do you think gonna win the title?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "I like the Rockets." And you know, everybody laughed at the table. I mean, they turned the table over. I mean, they start laughing. Ah, Rockets ain't never winning nothing. Blah blah blah. You know all that. So I was like, "All right, that's cool." So uh, we go through the season, first round of the playoffs. And you 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 wound up with the best record in the NBA that year. They had the best record. I mean, they were dominating, you know, pretty much. A lot of they knew everybody knew about them by now because of the battles with the Sixers and all that, you know. So they get to the first round of playoffs and they they go up against Kersey, Porter, Buck Williams, Clyde, and Portland. Rod Strickland was on that team, and they run through them. And then uh, the next series was when they played the great Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, Danny Ainge, Marley, Eddie the, 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 the defending Western, Western champion. Champions. Yeah. Western champions, right. Yeah. Because they had gone to the finals the year before against Jordan, right? Yeah, they had lost in six. They, right. they should have right. won that game six. They choked, could have forced right. a game seven. Yeah. Right. Um, so they they end up beating they beat Phoenix uh, in the second round. Hakeem averaged about thirty seven and seventeen. Just tremendous. Well, they had no yeah. they had no one that could guard him. Nah, he was he was well, Oliver man. Oliver Fat Man Miller. Come on, yeah, Twinkie Boy. He couldn't Twink, he couldn't handle it. Twinkie Boy. <laughs> nah, nah, he couldn't. <laughs> and Barkley was just like like Barkley was still just like too small. Like, yeah, no, no, Barkley's he, not going, Hakeem. No. Nah, he, he didn't. So, uh, the next uh, round, they play uh, Utah. The Western uh, Conference Final. Carl, the right, Western got, Conference Final. Yeah, with Carl Malone, Carl Malone John Stockton, Stockton and um, Jeff Hornacek, yeah. Ty Corbin. He was, he was a big key on that team. He, he was like the sixth man or something. Um, they beat them 4-1. to one, And then they go to the finals, and it's the first time, you know, you know, in a long time they've been 
into the finals. So I'm geeked. You know, I'm talking shit in LA because you know, <laughs> Lakers ain't doing shit. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you what was going on here in New York at the time. And the media today, and I blame Mike and the Bad Dog for this bullshit. Even though at the time they predicted the Rockets would beat the Knicks because they went with Hakeem being the best player in the NBA at that time. You forgot to mention this was Hakeem's only MVP season. You even yes, though he should have yes. won the following year, but that will we'll get to that. This is his only MVP award. He's the yep. best player on the planet because Jordan's playing baseball right now. All right. Right. So yeah, Mike and yeah, the, Mike we got it. We got to We got to preface this. Jordan yeah. left. He left yeah. uh, to go play baseball or his little whatever. He, his, 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 his uh force his, gam- his, his gambling force- punishment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the agreed upon suspension between uh, David Stern, David Falk, and Michael Jordan. Yeah. All right. So, uh, allegedly. So we go back, and Hakeem's the MVP. MVP. And uh, people are uh, people in New York, the media at that time didn't think the Knicks had a shot against the Rockets. Years later, oh, Patrick Choke. How Patrick Choke when he was playing. The best player in the world. Patrick played his ass off. Look at he the did. stats. Hakeem was much better offensively, but defensively, Patrick set a record for most block shots in the NBA Finals. He right. was going after everything in that in that series. He just a nobody back then. Even Shaq could dominate Hakeem Olajuwon, and right. uh, that Finals. You had a couple wow. of crazy games in that Finals. You had uh. The game four, was it the game four? OJ. Uh, that was game five. That was game, game five. five. Okay. Lost, game five. They, All right, because lost that game. That was they, they split going the, back. They split the first two games. Right. And they then, believe Houston won game three. Right. Yep. Yep. Games four, the Knicks won, and then game five, the OJ game. Game five was the OJ game. Everybody sitting up watching the game, and the Bronco chase just pops on the screen. <laughs> that was and you crazy. know how. This is how big this situation was. In most cases, if there's a uh, if there's a news emer- a nationwide news emergency, breaking NBC news. NBC would do the breaking news everywhere but Houston and Texas. No, because it was O.J. Simpson, the murder of Nicole Brown, uh, the, the, the 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 car the the, the LAPD chase situation. Right. They preempted every Houston and New York as well. Yeah, they had. That shit live on the uh, on the bottom of the screen, like the ticker. They had the bottom of the screen where the Bronco chase, and they were showing the game on the top. Like you can see the Bronco chase in two screens. They had two screens. It wasn't until years later that either NBC or Madison Square Garden <laughs> Network in New York finally showed the game in its entirety. Because for a long time, they included that night. Now back then, KP in New York. During the NBA Finals that year, the Knicks were in. They would replay the game at two o'clock in the morning, but because it was OJ Simpson, right. it was OJ Simpson all night long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that yeah that OJ thing, and that kind of like team away. I thought like the finals a little bit because because a lot of people start focusing on that OJ stuff. Like it was like big. It was huge. That was huge. That was the biggest thing ever. Like I think. now we go to Game Six. And the game six. one of the greatest blocks in the history of the NBA Finals. This was years before yeah, LeBron's so, block. 
So, right. you, so, so New York is leading three two. So they go back. New York is up three yep. two. Go to Houston. on the brink. Houston's mm-hmm. on the brink. And Starks. This is when Starks was the man. Like he was going crazy. Then. Starks was having a spectacular game six. He had a spectacular game five. Spectacular game six. And Houston has a two point lead yeah, with seconds. And John Starks shoots a three at the buzzer. Three. And, and Hakeem. Hakeem leaves Patrick. Leaves and, Patrick and, and go comes ahead. and gets the block. Now, fingertip block. I don't know if that ball goes in. I know Starks is red hot. And, <laughs> but you know what? Thank God for Kareem. Because if that shot goes, if that shot goes through, let's change, let's change history here. Let's say Hakeem gets there too late and the ball he doesn't touch the ball. And let's okay. just say for shits and giggles, the ball goes through the hoop. Uh, Patrick Ewing would look diff- be looked differently by the New York media, which I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but that, that and Starks, there'd be a statue of John Starks outside of Madison Square. Garden. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have a statue on top of Madison Square. Garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of the because greatest remember, blocks ever. That was the same right. week. That was the same week that the New York Rangers won their only Stanley Cup in the last eighty-one years. <laughs> They had, that was when they had Messier, right? Yeah, he was he was the he was the captain. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so uh they uh, Hakeem gets the block, they win, and then they go to game seven. Win. You know, the city's on fire. The city's crazy. I I was in LA, but I was looking at everything and you know, people going crazy, you know, first title, so you know, the Rockets led that entire game, but it was never a blowout. Every time the Rockets nah. would go up 8, 10 points, the Knicks would go on a little run, cut it to 5, 6. But, yeah. Patrick, but the Knicks Pat- had some players, though. You know, they had, you know, they but, had like, that uh, game. Mason. That game, Pat Riley lost that game. Well, a lot of people blame him for that. Because you know? he kept stocks in. Stock shot 0 for 11 from the three-point field that night. That's that's one of those you got to dance with who brung you. And you know, you know another you, reason you why. And you know another reason why he wasn't taking stocks out. And I've heard several people say this. Pat Riley saw in John Starks him himself as an NBA ball player. He was like oh, the really? one guy he coached that reminded him of him when he played. But Pat Riley, when he was the Lakers, he was a he came off the bench. He he uh hustled a lot and um played his hardest, but he was never considered a star. And he looked and he saw John Starks, and he was like a father to John Starks. He loved John Starks, and right, right, he wasn't taking right. Starks out. No, part. I didn't know that part. That he, yeah. he saw himself in Starks. Yeah, I, just I, I like just wow. like Larry Brown saw himself in Chauncey Billups. Ah, okay. okay. Chauncey Billups was the first point guard that Larry Brown said, "Yeah, this is the point guard I've been looking for my entire career." Because Larry Brown was a point guard in North Carolina and Denver before he became a coach. Ah, uh, okay, okay. He probably saw Chauncey play a lot uh, in college. Cause didn't Chauncey go to Colorado? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Larry Brown was probably studying him and watching him when he was in Colorado. 
Larry Brown was probably studying his entire when he when he was in Toronto, wherever uh Chauncey went, he was studying Chauncey Billups. And probably, I mean he probably, probably saw him in college. Probably know, the reason why he took the Detroit job. Right. Left. Right. I never I never knew all that. Yeah, yeah. He loved him so before Chauncey, the only point guard that he probably adored was Michael Ray Richardson. He was hard on Rod Strickland. As right. he, he was hard on Mark Jackson, both in L.A. and in Indiana. Right. But Chauncey was that hustling, defensive-oriented, team-first point guard. And, man, I love Chauncey Billups' game, man. And I'm glad he got, he's got he gotten a chance to, 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 to coach in the NBA. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy for him, too. He's a good dude. And Larry Brown, you know, Larry Brown is, you know, Larry Brown is one of my favorite coaches too, because you know how he took care of AI, you know. So he, Larry he, he Brown, Larry Brown, uh, is on my short list of greatest basketball coaches I've seen in our life and me, you and me lifetime. Right, Tremendous right. coach, man, and he's yeah. won at every level, a high school, college, and the NBA. That's hard to and, do. And the players, you know, the players like him. You know. He he's always liked by the players. You know? Hey, so whenever you know. whenever AI talks about Larry Brown, he has to stop from crying. Right, right, yeah, that was his guy. Mm-hmm. All right, so ninety four, ninety five, Wexler from Portland. Yeah, you know what? That turned your season around because before you got Drexler, you guys were having a horrible uh, season. They were struggling. They were, yep. they were, they were, they were struggling. They were going through some things, and then they bring in Clyde. I remember Vernon Maxwell and, uh, had got suspended that season, right? Right, right. And he got suspended with a fight. Uh, what was it? He hit a referee. Yeah, he had like not like was it a fan or a referee? It, it was, was either. It was something. He got a ten game suspension. Yeah, I think it was a fan. Okay, it was a like, ten. Yeah, I think it was, it was something with a bumped a fan or something. It, I can't remember. He got, a ten, he got a 10-game suspension, and then they went ahead and traded for Drexler. I don't it, uh correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Maxwell played in the playoffs for them that year. Uh yeah, he was out there. He All right, there. because because when, uh, when I'm watching the finals time, against Orlando, he wasn't a factor. I don't even remember his name. Nah, but at he was all. out there when they played San Antonio. But I'm talking about the finals against Orlando. It was oh right, right, right. It was Drexler. It was of course Hakeem, uh, Kenny Smith. I love. You ever saw the? You ever see? <laughs> who was it that said it was? Was it Barkley or Shaq? When Kenny Smith was like, uh, "Let me tell you what uh, Hakeem used to tell me all the time," and they said, uh, "Oh, oh, go get my water." <laughs> 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 Probably Barkley. It was no, I Probably. think it was Shaq. It was Shaq. No, this is on inside the NBA and Kenny Smith. Oh, okay. Kenny, oh, they talk about that. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm talking about you know recently, okay. right? Last couple of years. And Kenny oh, Smith. Okay, like, okay, recently. Okay, yeah, Shaq would say that now. Yeah. Let yeah, me definitely. let me let, let, let me tell you what Hakeem used to always tell me. Shaq was like, what? Get my water? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Shaq would say that today. I thought you were talking about back then. Yeah. No, no. Shaq back was then, Shaq was very respectful. No, but Shaq he was, was very respectful. He, he, Akeem was his favorite player. Like, and he, he grew loved up watching Akeem. Akeem. Oh. Shaq went to high school in Texas, so he grew up watching Akeem. He, he well, well, at first, he idolized David Robinson, but David Robinson dissed Shaq while Shaq right. was his, Shaq played at San Antonio High School. And San Antonio Cole. He and went and up David to David Robinson, Robinson one day right, for the right. autograph. David Robinson right. turned his back on him. 
And then uh, Shaq was like, okay, my guy's a king now, you know? <laughs> and, and, and every time I play him, I'm going to abuse his ass, which he did. Right, oh, 94-95 right. playoffs. Talk about the abuse. Oh. One of the greatest destructions. One of the greatest dominating performances by a center against, by, uh, by a great center against another great center when San Antonio played Houston. And Hakeem made David Robinson his bitch. Okay, so the reason that happened was before, like that season, Hakeem had a decent season. He he was he was averaging like twenty seven and ten, but Robinson had a, had a good season too. Hakeem was coming off his his first MVP, but back they had announced they had announced the um, the MVP before the playoffs. And you know so what, they, David Robinson didn't deserve that award. It should have been either Shaq or Hakeem. And David right. Robinson did not deserve that goddamn award. Right, everybody knows that. Right, so he gets David gets the award, and when he when he gives his speech, he you know he wanted to give respect to all the centers he played against. So he named Ewing, he named Shaq, he named somebody else, but he never named Hakeem. And Hakeem took that personal. So he told, "How are you not going to name the best player in the NBA at that time? Best player in your state." The best player in your state. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in your state. You in this division, you got a player like two or three, four or five times a year. This guy's smacking you up and you're not even going to name him. So Akeem took that personal. Yeah. And he put on and he put on a performance of a lifetime. I mean, how many times did he make David Robinson fall to the floor with his shaking bake moves? <laughs> yeah, he told... He, he told Mario Ellie that he was, you know, he, that was his trophy. Like, this guy has my trophy. And Mario Ellie was like, yeah, he, he took that personally. And so he, you know, that game two was that game that, that was the game where he really demolished this dude, like 43 and 16. And meanwhile, but, San Antonio's having uh, internal issues because uh, Dennis Robin doesn't even want to play. Yeah, Robin's out. Yeah, they got Robin too. Yeah, Robin was out there. They had who they have? Sean Higgins, I think maybe. Yeah, R- not Sean R- Higgins. I mean, uh, not Sean. What's his dude name? Um, they went to Arizona. What's the Sean? Uh, no, Sean Elliott was traded for Dennis Rodman. Sean Elliott, but he was traded for Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Okay, so they, yeah, they had. Uh, I know they had Rodman then. Yeah, because Sean Elliott was traded to Detroit for Dennis Rodman, and then Sean Elliott came back to right. San Antonio. Uh, right, when when they right. won a championship the first time he was on that team. Right, right. You're right. Right. So um yeah, Akeem demolishes this dude. I mean, and I mean it was just if you go look at the YouTube highlights, man, you will see Hakeem's whole repertoire. I I was like I was whole... I was like you. I was watching every game live on television and laughing my ass off. I mean, I couldn't believe I mean I could believe because like, like you say, like, our fans, a lot of people didn't really respect David Robinson either. Let me like, tell you was, something. David Robinson, in his era, was the fourth best center in the NBA, okay? Shaq, Patrick, and Hakeem were better than David Robinson. David Robinson right, had right. great teams, something that those other guys didn't have. Hakeem won right. two championships, and he was the best player on both championships by miles. Patrick never right. had anybody on his level. Nah. David Robinson had Rod Strickland. He had yep. all these great players around him. 
and he choked year in and year out. You want to talk? The media want to talk about a choke artist, but they never have anything bad to say about the admiral, probably because he was a military man. But look, right. he had a stick right. attitude off the court. He was an arrogant motherfucker, and he got what right. he deserved. And it wasn't until a young man from the Virgin Islands showed up and took the team from him. Right. When he got a championship. <laughs> How are you the yep. man on your team and you allow a rookie to come in and take over? Right? That yeah, would never happen on Hakeem Lajo. When so when, ba- so when Barkley and Pippen came to so Houston, lucky. when Barkley and Pippen came to Houston, it was still uh, Hakeem's team, right? Yeah, it was. It, it was still Hakeem's team. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. The title yeah. team. But um all right, so they they be and then they go on to play Orlando in the finals. And Shaq Penny, talk about game Scott. one. Game one, that was the turning point. Nick Anderson. But Nick, Nick Anderson misses the free throws yeah. at the end. They could have they could have won that game. They would have clinched uh, that game. And I don't know if they win the series, but it's not going to be a sweep. No, nah, it won't be a sweep. It would have been it would have been a series. But he and I give those, I, and I think Shaq that, that played, played a great series, considering consider he was young and he was going up against the best player in the NBA. Shaq held his own, but nobody else stepped up. <laughs> Penny, Penny did. Penny was balling a little bit. He he yeah. balled a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, I'm talking. But they were Dennis, just a young team. They were just Dennis a young Scott team. and Dennis Scott. And, yeah, and, Nick Anderson and, and Nick Anderson. They they spit. They they. They 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 put forth a good effort, but you know, uh, Houston was just too seasoned by then. Like they they swept right through them because they were too young. You know what I'm saying? Like they were just too young. That's 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 the way I look at it. Houston and Rudy, like Elk. Oh, talk about Rudy T as a coach and 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 your uh, your thoughts on him as the head coach of the Rockets. Well, the, the thing I think about Rudy T is he's a he's a player's coach. The yes. players like him. They like to play for him. Hey, by the so, way, when he took over for Phil Jackson, he had a god-awful Laker team. It was Kobe and a bunch of bums. And they had a winning record until he was forced to retire. Right. Yeah, Rudy so, T was a great coach. Yeah. yeah, he was a good coach. I mean, a lot of people didn't know that about him, but the players loved to play for that guy. So whenever you whenever you got players that like to play for a coach, they're going to they're gonna buy into whatever he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? And I believe at Hakeem's uh, Hall of Fame induction speech, he spoke highly of Rudy T as his head coach. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Because remember, the year that they fired Don Chaney, they didn't make the playoffs. And And they had been making the playoffs. And he demanded a trade. Right, that was the year he demanded the trade. And that was when they fired um, Chaney because they, they had been making the playoffs, you know, but they lost. They didn't make it that year. And he was like, man, I got to get out of here. You know, so that was when they fired Cheney and brought in Rudy T. All right, so they they back to back. You know, they Tustin. You know, everybody's all excited. And uh, the next year, ninety five, ninety six, and Magic is back. So you got the Magic, Elgin three, Eddie Jones, Van Exel Lakers, and we played them in the first round and we beat them. But then we get swept in the next round by the Sonics, by GP, Shrimp, McMillan, Kemp. Yep. yep. Boy, Hersey, you talk about Hersey Hawkins on that AI. Hersey, yeah, that I, I mean, I, I loved Hersey Hawkins. Um, yeah, he was on that team, too. Yeah, yeah. 
they had a good team, though. You know, GP, this is GP, prime GP. Like, this is the year they went to the finals, right? Yeah, they lost They, they, they lost the they first lost three They lost the first three games to the Bulls. They won games four and five before right. getting finished off in game six, which was a tight game. It wasn't an easy game. And, um, right. Uh, and that was the beginning of the end for the Sonics because not too long after that, Sean Kemp was out of there. Yeah, he was out of there. Yep, yep. And then uh, we move on to 96. Uh, Hakeem is still balling, but his numbers are going down. So uh, he's probably like around 25 and, you know, eight or something around this time. This is when they bring in the title jinx. So they bring in Barkley. And they added Othello Harrington. I think they got him. They drafted him. Or they got him from somewhere. Othello Harrington, who uh, was the man at Georgetown until AI showed up. And then John Thompson was like, right. well, you know what? we just need you to play defense and rebound. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Block shot. Block shot. <laughs> yeah. He was, you know what? But the reason I mentioned him is because when he played for us, he was kind of serviceable. Like he 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 would score like 10, 12 points a game. You know, he was, you know, he was he was coming off the bench. You know, he was pretty good. He was just, you know, he wasn't, you know, a star or nothing, but um so they they and then they had, you know, they brought in this point guard, Matt Maloney. He was he was from Princeton. He was, you know, he was terrible. I thought he was terrible. Um, but Barkley, this is this is you know, Barkley coming in, dominate, trying to dominate the ball. So this is like a problem. They they won games, you know, they start winning games and get to the playoffs, but Barkley is dominating the ball. So he gets the ball on the elbow or in the post. Yeah. And he's dribbling, yeah. dribble, 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 dribble. And everybody's standing around. And I can't. This, this, this is when they changed their uniform to the McDonald's colors. What the hell was yeah, that all about? I don't know. Those were the I, worst uniforms. Oh. I never. What I love, I, got... I love those Rocket Championship teams, but when they changed to the Harlem Globetrotters, then McDonald's colors, oh, I'm like, what's going God. on? Here? It was I this, get, like, I, it I was their second championship, right, KP? It was their second championship where they they changed to those god awful. It was after that. It was. Okay. It was. Uh, it was after that. I think. Like the second year, I don't think they they had those. They still were you, know, you, know, you know what I'm talking about the damn Harlem. Talking about when they had the blue and all that stuff on it and with all the stripes. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I hate those jerseys, dude. Like, I would never wear one of those jerseys. Some ugly um, fucking jerseys. Yeah, yeah. those are terrible. Those the Barkley jerseys. <laughs> the Barkley jerseys. So yeah, so so they get to the uh, playoffs, and um, so they still got Clyde. They got uh, Barkley. Yeah, they still got Clyde, they got Barkley, and they got Akeem. But Akeem is used to getting the ball and going to work. And you got Barkley down here dribbling the ball, dribble, 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 you know, trying to post now, uh, up or whatever and he's doing. They had, they had both lost a step. And so Charles is a year older than Hakeem, right? So right. so we're talking 96, 97, right, that, that right. season? So we're right. talking once 33 and once 34. They passed right. their prime. They pass their primes and they, they everything is like slow down, go down, post up, you know, try to get somebody open, blah blah blah. Or they they had to, you know, Matt Maloney shoot a three or some crazy stuff. But they got to the playoffs and then they played um, the first round. They played Minnesota, uh, Garnett, Marbury. Yep, yep. They swept them though. They swept them 
Um, they were, I think they were just a young team. That was like one of their first playoff appearances or something. And then they go to the uh, second round. They beat the Sonics this time. And they get to the Western Conference Finals, and they lose to Utah. Well, Utah was a better team. Utah, yeah, Utah was a better team. team. Malone yeah. and Stockton were – that was the first. This was prime Malone. And this prime was the first Stockton. of two consecutive finals <laughs> losses to the Bulls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so they were um, – yeah, that was prime prime Malone, you know. Uh, they still had – they still had Hornacek. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. had a – they did. They, they and they had a uh, Byron Russell coming off the bench and Byron Russell. I think. They and had, uh, what was my man? Uh, Antoine Carr. Did they, they have they, Carr? No, no, no. They didn't have. They had a uh, what's my man's name? They used to. Uh, uh, oh, Howard Isley. Uh, Isley. Oh yeah, yeah, he was he was the second point yeah. guard. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, they lose to them, and then um, you know, you go to '98. You know, they lose again to Utah in the first round. Then you get to 98, 99, and they bring in uh, Scottie Pippen. Okay. <laughs> this is when it's really starting to go downhill. <laughs> they did draft Catino Mobley that year, but uh, they, they, you know, that Pippen, Barkley, that, that whole thing was a mess. I mean, they were I, getting I liked, into I, it. I liked, I liked Catino Mobley. He was a good ball player. I like Catino. Yeah, Mobley, Mobley was good. He was a rookie that year, though. Yeah. Um, and then they go to the playoffs, they lose in the first round to Kobe and Shaq, uh, 3-1. And then um, we get down to 99-2000, they drafted uh, Francis, uh, Pippen's gone, Hakeem is fed up, they bringing in guys like Mucci Norris and Kelvin Cato. Mucci Norris, Kelvin, Kelvin Cato, Kevin, old, Kelvin, Cato, Kalen. <laughs> yeah, Cato, Walt Williams. They brought him in, and uh, they missed the playoffs that year. And then uh, the next year, Hakeem only plays 58 games. Kind of slowing down. And then they trade him to Toronto. And he plays a year with Toronto, and then he retires. So Talk about, talk about uh, what Hakeem's done the last 20 years since retiring from the NBA. Oh. I, you, I, hey, I can't. I don't even know, man. I'm not keeping well, up you, with him. Well, he, 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 he did. He did. I mean, he worked with Kobe. He, he's working with Yao. Yeah, worked with Yao. yeah. He yeah, worked with he, Kobe. Yeah, he, he was doing that Moses Malone type uh, apprenticeship. Players, yeah, but you know, he, yeah. he's always done that, though. You know, that's always been part of his. You know, he's always mentored players. So he was working with high school players in Houston too. That's another thing. Like these high school players, a lot of them they they worked with Akeem as well. So he would work with, he was still working with U of H. He was doing a lot of, he's always worked with players. I thought you meant like what else he was doing. No, oh, no, yeah, I mean, he's, he's retired. Mentoring these he, players. He, yeah. He, he, he's, living, he's living a quiet retirement life, which you expected because he was a right. quiet dude, quiet, humble. Right. And a credit, a credit to the game, an ambassador to the game. And nobody has a bad word to say about Hakeem Olajuwon. None of his nobody. peers. Everybody has Nobody. the utmost respect when you hear Patrick, Shaq. Well, David Robinson is an arrogant prick. That fuck him. But everybody else. <laughs> oh, David Robinson. David Robinson got respect for Akeem. Well, he, uh, he definitely got some good words to say about him. Too, uh, you know little, too, too little too late because he should Too little too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You would have got demolished if you would have. <laughs> All right, KP. Yeah. 
Before we right, wrap Ron. up this episode, I always ask my top five question to my co-host for the for the show about a top five of you know the team, the the era. So what I'm going to ask you is, who are your top five Rockets of your lifetime? So we're talking. You started watching the Rockets '81, '82. So we're talking yeah. the last forty years. Who are the five? We know who number one is. No one's. We know, we know who number one is. You don't get right. two titles without the man we talked about tonight, Hakeem. So we're talking five through two. Starting with number five. All right, number five. Uh, five greatest Rockets of the last 40 years. Number five is going to be Calvin Murphy. Beautiful. Uh, you know, he, he had a free throw streak for a while, one time. He had it until Mouadou Raouf, Chris Jackson broke it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great free throw shooter. You know, the little mighty might. Yeah. Number four, I'm probably going to have to go with my boy (laughs) V-Max because he was one of my favorite players. Yeah, I I I ain't mad at you. Yeah, he was one of my favorite players. Uh, Number three, uh, let me see. For three, I, I want to put Clyde in. You know, Clyde only played for two years, but you know, Clyde was still one of my favorite players. You know, he he only played for a couple of, few years for the Rockets. You know, he and, got his, and you know what, his, uh, his chops in Portland, but it's, it's it uh they I don't they don't win that championship without that trade. So I don't. Blame no, they don't. Yeah, they don't. And then you know, number two is gonna be Moses, and number one, Akeem, of course. Yeah, because the 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 two years you saw Moses play in the NBA, he took him one year to the finals and won the MVP the next. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And then, so, you know, he goes yeah. to the Sixers, you know. And he wins another MVP and wins his one title. Yeah. Po, po, po. Yeah, yep. yeah, and, yeah. So, um, uh, one, of the, one of the most underrated legendary athletes of all time. You don't hear much talked about Moses, even though he won three. NBA MVP. Right. I mean, more yep. than Shaq, more than David Robinson, more than Hakeem, more than Kobe, more than Iverson. Patrick Ewing never right. won MVP. Moses won yeah. three. That's telling you. And, and, and Moses and Moses' best years were like with the Rockets. Like he went to Philly and did. He that had that one season. great year with Philly. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, After but that, his best his numbers years steadily were... declined. But his best statistical years were all in Houston was like founder like no other like he but he rebounded the score like he would throw the ball on the rim and the glass because he knew he could get it back and put it in that's 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 the type of no nobody nobody was nobody was boxing his fat booty ass out of of the fucking no he he had the wide ass he was original (laughs) wide ass yeah uh i tell everybody i tell everybody he's the greatest rebounder i've ever seen Followed by Rodman and Ben Wallace, but the best right. rebound right. I ever saw was Moses Malone. Then I put Rodman two and Ben Wallace three. In the last forty-five right. years of watching those guys, you weren't boxing those guys out, and none of those guys were here. Moses was only six ten. Ben Wallace yep. was what six eight, six nine, and Dennis Rodman what was six four, six five. None of these guys were giants, and yet you couldn't get them out of the blocks. You couldn't out rebound. But the difference between like Rodman. And Ben Wallace and Moses is, is 
Moses was the chief scorer on the team. He wasn't right, out there right. to rebound. The other two like, were he, just to, he to rebound. He, he, he scored like he he had like twenty four and twenty four. You know he was right. He was scoring right. too. He wasn't having two points and then fifteen rebounds. He wasn't like them. Right, right, right. That's that's the you. Yeah. He was he was the greater all around player. That and all three all three are in the Hall of Fame and all three deservedly so. But uh, Ben Wallace and Dennis Robin overall gave are not pimples on Moses Mahone's wide not even close. derriere. Yeah. Not even close. Not, it ain't even close. <laughs> it ain't even close. And and it would and yeah. and if you wanna, you know, when we talk in the entirety of their careers, Moses and Akeem, it's a coin flip to say who was the greatest center in the history right. of the NBA between them two. Right. I if you told me Moses, I'm not gonna argue. If you told right. me Hakeem, I'm not gonna argue. It's right. that close. That close. Uh, the Moses, only Moses the only thing I might I might put in the only thing I might give the edge. Uh, Hakeem got one more championship than Moses. If you want to use that as a tiebreaker, right? And and Hakeem can't. You know he had he got college. He played in college too. Moses didn't play in college. He went straight to the NBA. He went straight to the ABA. ABA. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then um to the on to the NBA. But yeah. um so. Moses was like he was young too. Like back then when he was doing that stuff, he was young. Like he's a young dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he was bullying old men back then. <laughs> so and, and 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 uh Moses is from the same from the same geographical uh Tywater, Virginia area as yeah. LT, Mike Vick, and Allen Iverson. They're all from the same section of Virginia, the Taiwan yeah, like area. Saint Petersburg, yeah, he's from, like Saint Petersburg, yeah, and and not not too far from Hampton, and and right. you use uh, LT from Williamsburg. Yeah, that area breeds some athletes, like, like uh, and and Sweet Pea Whitaker from Norfolk, <laughs> right? That day, there goes your top five from that area. Uh, David Wright's from there, but he's not cracking that top five. <laughs> Where's Zoe from? Where Alonzo from? I think he's from that. I think he's from that area also, but he's not. He's not cracking nah. that five. No, no. That that nah, five is that five is set in stone until the end of the civilization. <laughs> yeah, it's set in stone. Absolutely. Absolutely. The argument is who's number one, and I'm always it's, it's between Moses and LT. They got the edge over AI and Vic and, and then Vic. uh Sweet P. Sweet P. I gotta put Sweet P over Vic, so Vic will be five. So yeah, that's an incredible as far as Houston athletes go, man. Uh Guys born and bred in Houston. Uh, oh, yeah. George, George right. Foreman. Uh, George Foreman. Yeah. Who, who, who's, who, who would you have over Foreman from um, Houston? Uh, from Houston, locally, you know, they, it would be like older players, like, like you know, like Dexter Manley is from Houston. He went he's not. He, you're not putting him up of, above George Foreman. No, 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 no. You're not putting. Nothing, not, you're not even putting nobody over George Foreman. Like there you go. So there like, goes your. There goes. There goes. You know, George Foreman, ladies and gentlemen, is the Brad Scarface Jordan of, of boxing when it comes to yeah, yeah, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they got stories. They have stories like. Uh, so so he went to Wheatley High School and. Uh, Back then, uh, there were like three black schools, like you know, way back in the day. It was like Wheatley, Yates, and uh, Booker T. Washington. So I went to Yates. That's another black high school. But Wheatley and Yates were the two teams that used to go at it, you know, football, basketball. And George Foreman went to Wheatley. All my family went to Wheatley, like my uncles okay. and all of them. 
So they, uh, some of their friends got stories about how George Foreman used to beat up people in the cafeteria. Like he would take on five. Well, what saved George Foreman's life was he was going to be a career criminal, a career yeah, prisoner. He was a bully. Like he was the bully. Job Corps saved his life because he right. dropped out of high school, joined Job Corps, became a boxer. The rest is history. But yeah, before that, he was on a path to like crime. He used to fight uh, all the time. He was, he, yeah. he was, he, he could have been, he, he, he it could have been one of those stories where, uh, could have been, never was, but no. Right. Job Corps, Job Corps saved his life. And he always talks about how Job Corps saved his life. And kudos to George, man. Talk about turning your life around. And there's two George Foremans. There's the George Foreman of the 70s. That was a motherfucker. Right? You right. want to fuck right. him. And then there's the George Foreman that became a minister and then came back to boxing. And then came back. And, and was quit. everybody's favorite uncle. <laughs> yeah, but he, he knocked your boy out and had his eyes rolling in the back of his head. What's the dude? Michael Moore? Yeah, Michael Morrow was winning every round until Foreman caught him with that right hand. And uh, <laughs> I think Michael Moore is still asleep right now. I don't think he ever woke up. Was out. And, yeah, so, uh, kudos to the greatest athlete to ever come out of your hometown, George Foreman. Sure. Kudos to my man KP for uh, sure. leading this brilliant discussion of the legendary Hakeem Olajuwon. Ladies and gentlemen, no, Luka Doncic, Donkey, Luka Doncic, and Dirk Nowitzki are not the greatest international players ever to play in the NBA. Stop not listening to the Bill Simmons and the Skip Baylesses of the world. They don't know shit, right? No. The greatest no. international basketball player to ever play in the league is the Nigerian master, the dream, Hakeem Olajuwon. My Absolutely. brother KP, thank yes, you, sir. For Rob. Appreciate it. Thank I will, you. I will definitely have you on in the future to talk more. We, I mean, I, I, I want to talk. Uh, Gr Richard in the future. Uh, yes, Bob sir. Watson, you'll be the guy I'll be going to when we talk about those guys. Uh, Man, don't forget, we got our Earl Campbell too. Oh, matter of fact, Earl Campbell before <laughs> that. Earl Campbell's got because Earl Campbell was my favorite running back. When I first started, matter of fact, I saw Earl Campbell in college, his senior year, get beat by Joe Montana and Notre Dame in the yep. Cotton Bowl in the yep. NCAA championship game. So uh, in the rain, in the rain. So we we definitely got to we'll talk Earl, and then later on, I really want to talk about J.R. Richard because okay, J.R. Richard was the closest thing my father saw to Bob Gibson before Bill Verdon. Kept throwing him out there, and he almost died on the mound. And he almost died, yep, yep, yep. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week with another episode of Legends of Sports.